The News Round on Off The Ball. With Gilles. We don't just play the game, we change it. Gilles, made of what matters. This is News Talk. The Champions League was backed by. Uh, oh. <laughs> You're more popular than the Champions League. Go there, Conference League. Pull your pull your uh, mic in there, will you? Pull my mic in. Your microphone. Oh, I did ask you that about twenty seconds ago before we went on air. <laughs> what did you say? You just ignore me. I sorry, I was busy trying to do something here. Busy. Yeah, Look, I guess it's only your first time in the studio. You learn the things we're talking into microphones. Important. Some would say essential. Generally, you know, not fifteen feet away from you is a good start. Oh, there. Uh, you were at Leicester Wolves for us at the weekend on Sunday. Uh, use I covered anything? the game. I did. Yeah. You were there for the first um, intro, didn't you? You shot off. You <laughs> places to go, people to see. I heard. <laughs> shot it was studio a bit unprofessional. I thought. Thank God, Ronan was there to step in. Yeah. Pretty good actually, Ronan. Things up. Pretty sure. I tell you. Things improved. Yeah, yeah, touch, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was very Started impressed. Going the right direction. Good. But. Um, it was a good game, actually. Yeah, you have a the United game and the conditions there. I thought, oh, here we go, more of the same among you. But chaos at Ellen Road. Yeah, but it was great. Oh, it, wasn't take... it was brilliant. Oh, you couldn't take your eyes off it, could you? Yeah. Scott McTominay in particular enjoyed it. thought he was lucky. Um... Very lucky. Stay on. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching a pub like the, the, the sound was torn down, so I, d- I didn't hear any of the kind of reaction to the tackle early on, but it was a stupid... Uh, Stupid tackle, he could easily get out of the way. It was a did he get a yellow card for? Did he? He was certainly on a yellow, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got away with that one, but no, the game itself was, yeah, littered with kind of you know mistakes and the whole shebang, but yeah, pretty engaging to watch. Just don't see that type of game, few and far between. Again, no, like yeah, and it's great, era. but it's really kind of I, as a player, I think the players would have enjoyed it as well because mm. it's really kind of challenging, isn't it? You know, the the the, the surface in particular, obviously, the wind and. So you've got to almost got to recalibrate everything, you know, in terms of your pass and the weight of your, the weight of your pass, the kind of the uh, the bounce, even all sorts of the uh, decision making. You kind of have to, like I said, you just have to modify everything almost because of the conditions which are which are facing. Even like you're tackling, like going to ground or that type of surface where you know you're going to fly, you're going to continue yeah. traveling at speed. So you got to like, you know, you got to re- be aware of all the that. Referee made allowances in the tackling. Didn't he, he did. Let yeah. it go. He did. He stamped down a little bit. I suppose he had to do, but yeah, yeah that was good to see. Yeah, because it was a it was a good contest there for the majority of the games. United pulled away late on, and I was impressed with United. I was uh, I was pleased actually for them because it was not too long ago. Well, probably only up to last week, people were questioning the dressing. We probably were as well. I don't know what we were talking about last week. It doesn't stick in the memory generally what we were talking about. But we had a good row about Mo Salah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> oh, that. I forgot. That, that guy. Right, hated, that guy no, let's it. leave that. Let's park that. <laughs> Um, but, raised, um, raised voices. Yeah, but a lot of talk to dressing room was fractured, little cliques, the whole shebang, it's a mess, bad characters in there, it's yeah. poison, blah, blah, this, this, it's done, their season's over. And then all of a sudden, in that game, you saw that bit of character, that team almost pulled themselves back uh, together a little bit, especially when Liz got back to 2 all. So that was actually good to see, the body language of the players celebrating the goals. You looked at it then and thought, you know what? There's, there's actually something there to work with going forward. Mm, not convinced. Not convinced, no. no. I think there was something about that game that was just very absorbing, probably because of the conditions and the atmosphere and they all sort of got into it, but I still wouldn't trust that dressing room. No, but I think those when you see those type of things, Leeds getting back into that game too well, I think that's when those kind of that kind of 
fractures actually come sure. to the surface of st- people start feeling sorry for themselves, start pointing the finger again. This is going against us in adversity. All of those things are magnified, aren't they? But you didn't see that. You know, you saw a good reaction uh, from the players and actually played some good football in conditions. Yeah. After that, and scored two very good goals. The Fred goal was a great goal. To Wasn't it? The quality of football. I was, kind of, I was happy for Fred. I like Fred. Yeah, I was happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor L. Poor L. Fred, huh? <laughs> it's a bad, gets a bad rap. Doesn't he? Will O'Callaghan's with us. Hello, Will. Evening, Kenny. Evening, Joe. How are you getting on? Very well. Evening, you were just Will. mentioning to uh, Ronan there before we started that Lukaku is dropped for the game this evening. I was. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because as you were saying that to Ronan, I could just overhear you. I was reading Chris Sutton's piece about uh, Chelsea and Lukaku in the mail, and it started me. I, it it just made me laugh because I thought, God, this is going to be a very interesting piece from Chris Sutton on his time at Chelsea, like really introspective because it starts off in quite dramatic time, fashion. I would say he says, I could look back at my time at Chelsea and blame everybody else, my manager, my teammates, tactics, pressure of the price tag you name it but ultimately I blame myself and I thought well this could be this is getting interesting yeah. I was the club's record signing I cost them 10 million pounds in 99 and it didn't work out I was sold after a single season in blue and I thought wow well, okay let's get into it and he said yet if I'd ever finished a game having only touched the ball seven times I'd have been embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> and then he just trambles over Lukaku for the next uh, dozen paragraphs that was as much introspection as he was giving us dive bomb dive bomb <laughs> after that opening paragraph oh man I thought come on Chris let us in yeah, give yeah. us the tell what there's happened? an obvious comparison there I suppose like he's saying big money sign impression on the shoulders yeah. when he came in didn't work out so in comparison to uh, Lukaku so he did have one other great line now I know he doesn't write this got himself got a few good lines oh he doesn't write it himself I sh- I'd be shocked oh. if he does but I do like to think this is a direct quote right when my time at Chelsea didn't work out, I was sold. I got my fresh start and I moved to Celtic for £6 million in 2000 and I loved my trophy-laden time in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> that's me laughing myself on Who the Who doesn't love a trophy-laden time? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, what about Lukaku then, Will? So uh, Tuchel was not uh, going out of his way, I think, to support him post-match. Yeah, look, after that game where he had the seven touches at the weekend, two in the first half, one of those being the tip-off, Tuchel kind of half defended him at the press conference yesterday where he said, look, we're expecting something different out of Romelu compared to maybe what he was doing at Inter last season and said maybe that's some of the defensive burden kind of hampering his game. But then 24 hours later, he's dropped for this big game against Lille in the last 16 in the Champions League. So it means Kai Havertz, their hero from the Champions League final last year, will lead the attack in the number nine position. You've got Hakim Ziyech to one side, Pulisic to the other. Uh, they're using a backline where three of the five players are all out of contract this summer. But it's going to be three centre-backs, Christensen, Thiago Silva and Rudiger. You've got Aspilicueta and Alonso as the full-backs. Then in midfield, it's Kante and Kovacic. So that means Jorginho is on the bench and Mendy will keep goals. So a bit of a switch around from the weekend from Chelsea. Mm. Kenny, do you think Chelsea are better without Lukaku? No, I think that, well, they're better team with him playing, playing somewhere close to his best. Um, it was interesting that quote uh, Will uh, uh, told us there. I read a bit, of, heard a bit of that myself. I actually heard him talking about uh, the touches he referenced and he tried to make a bit of a joke about it, Will. He said, I'm sure people will be laughing about it. And he tried to kind of laugh and make it into a bit of a joke. But, but I must admit, I cringed a little bit because I thought, oof, I wouldn't want to be hearing that if I was like, almost like, a, almost like a little bit of ridicule it was. So I thought he was wrong in that respect. And then you're right, Will, when he kind of referenced uh, potentially it might be a burden on, on Romelu in terms of his defensive responsibilities, 
that kind of really threw me as well. I really wasn't sure what he was talking about, to be honest with you. I mean, if you're talking about he's not having sufficient touches to the ball, you don't start talking about his kind of defensive. How are you going to improve that? You don't start talking about he's going to improve his defensive game. Where the big improvement's got to come from him. Yeah, he has to get more touches to the ball, but in the right areas of the pitch. But that's not just down to him, Will. He's, mm. Lukaku's never been, the, never been the type of player to drop deep, get the ball on the half turn, turn, and go past one or two players, you know, drop his shoulders, quick feet, and get a shot on target. He's always been the type of striker who's very much dependent on the service from players around him, particularly in wide areas. And I think this, this, the, the most significant issue when it regards to Chelsea is in those areas that are pitched, those forward advanced areas, getting the type of ball into him, which he thrives off, particularly in wide areas. And I'm not seeing enough of that. So I have a little bit of sympathy, a lot of sympathy actually uh, for Lukaku, uh, Lukaku. And I can understand his frustration. I think there's small elements where he can actually improve his game. You can look at his movement in and around the box sometimes, Joe. Mm-hmm. I think he can improve that. He's a little bit kind of uh, static at times. But I think... The problem with that as well is sometimes when I see Chelsea in wide areas where they do put the ball into the box, not committing actually enough players into the box. And actually, Lukaku's a bit isolated. And even, so even if you're saying, well, look, his movement's got to be better, drop the shoulder, drive across to defend the near post, do something, that's that's easier said than done when you're the only one in the centre of the penalty box. When you've got two or three teammates arriving and occupying other uh, defenders and catching the eye of other defenders, it's actually easier to find a little bit of space inside the penalty box. So for me, it's a lot more uh, complex issue. And it's certainly the last thing I would have been talking about would have been Lukaku's kind of, you know, defensive uh, discipline. Mm. I mean, I, I really wasn't sure whether how that came into the conversation at all. Yeah, strange times. Yeah, like you said, goal line clearance is a lot of good play. Feisty at times, think Arsenal's still count as higher than Chelsea. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. I could never see myself putting on another jersey. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTB Sports app now. So we'll push on with the news round. Will, where are you starting? Yeah, so that's the uh, Chelsea team who's ahead of that game. The French champions, Lille, uh, sitting currently in the bottom half of Ligue 1 after winning the title last season, ahead of the game at Stamford Bridge. The other game in the Champions League this evening, uh, first leg of the last 16, is the Europa League holders, Villarreal, who go up against the Italian giants, Juventus. Both those games are kicking off at 8pm. There's also talk, Joe, about what's going to happen with the Champions League final this year and whether it might be moved away from St. Petersburg. The Irish Minister for European Affairs, Thomas Byrne, uh, along with Boris Johnson, the PM in the UK, among the politicians calling for the final now to be moved away from Russia. UEFA say it's currently has no plans to switch the showpiece despite the threat of war between Russia and Ukraine. They added they will constantly and closely monitor the situation in the coming months before making any decision about where the game is going to be played. Yeah, not a good situation to say the least. Uh, you were making face at me during that. I was just, is it my eyes? Is Will, a home? Will are you home there? I'm at home, yeah. Are you, are you, is that my eyes or is it actually blurred out the, the background no, I, I don't think you're going blind Kenny I've got a feeling this might be the Skype filter which may well have kicked uh, itself I was on gonna, I thought it was a personal decision like a, a privacy thing in oh, terms yeah. of people peep, you know, peeking around trying to be which is one of the advantages he's de-blurred oh there it is see that's what I'm talking about that's one of the big advantages of Skype people get nosy don't they looking over your shoulder in terms of what What's going you on? You can judge, how, how big you can the, judge the curtains on the couch now, Kenny. Is that a plasma behind you? Is that a, is that a big plasma? It's, or what? Well, it's a LED, how big? yeah. How big, Will? How big? It's 65 monster. inch. 65, yeah. it's a monster. That is big. Christmas bonus. Good luck to you, Will. Well, well <laughs> time for Chelsea again. Fair play. <laughs> what size is your TV? I'm wages, but enough for a good TV. Well, I think mine's 55 and it feels massive. It feels too big. 65 inch. 65. Oh 
God. Oh, my God. Are you short-sighted? That's making a statement. That's no, making a statement, was... Joe, isn't it? And to put it in the picture it's as well. Things, yeah. if you're gonna... You could have done this call and from anywhere. It probably... It's even bigger than Will's head. Look at <laughs> the, and, that's, and that's saying something. That's saying <laughs> even, something. A, even allowing for perspective and the TV's 15 feet behind you, it's bigger than your head. Yeah. Well, look, I like to lock, watch a lot of sports. I like to watch it in a kind of a is that your entertainment room? Willie, in your entertainment room, is that you down the cellar here? What's what, where are you exactly in the room? Uh, which this, which this wing are you? Move that, if you move that camera to the side, have you got a little bar? That little, little bar in the corner there, have you? A couple of oh, there drafts. he goes. Well, the pool table, the, the, the kitchen bar area is like literally just to my right hand side here. I've got a dog who is trying to eat <laughs> my headphones underneath my legs at the same time. So kind of juggling a few balls at the one time here, Kenny. Oh, I tell you what. You like Smart, what, like what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah. There you go. Nicely mounted on the wall as well. It's all good. Fair play. I'm pleased yeah. you, Will. I'm yeah. pleased you. You're doing well. You, well. Good you, luck to you. You're still working off the 14 inch, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you still have one of those TVs that has a DVD player connected to it, do you? Uh, the whole, the whole um, the stress of getting a. I can't remember the last TV I, TV I bought. It's been that long ago. Oh, you should. But it's stress. It's stress I now, should. isn't it? I, getting it on the wall, the bracket. Not easy. That looks cool. People now have them set in the wall. I mean, how do you go about setting have you the HD? Have you HD? Yeah, I, I think it's HD, yeah. But I wasn't a big fan of was it when the HD came out and you could really, you know, it, was, it really gave you detail on the telly, didn't it? Remember, everybody was kind of, yeah. oh, wow, this is. But that was no good for me because it, there was too much. You know, you were too focused on it. I, I just couldn't enjoy whatever I was watching on the telly because yeah. you were homing in on the kind of detail. It was that. Do you find with some of them now? The picture's too real. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's going away like the last couple of years. Too I, much. I go into a TV shop sometimes and I'm like, that, this is just, oh, this, yeah. this movie feels like a reality TV show. It's so real. <laughs> give me that little bit of fuzzy, those fuzzy just lines. A touch, up of, a touch of fuzz, that little bit of Hollywood bang, fuzz. Just give it a bang on the side. <laughs> the, one the, really gonna, the one that'll really get you, Joe, is if you watch either La Liga or NFL at the moment, they've started to use the kind of mirrorless cameras I don't know if you've seen this effect probably around the Super Bowl or some of the matches late in the NFL this year where the shot actually looks like a video game because it's such a shallow focus when the players run it's the same with some of the celebrations in La Liga this year they're using the same technology as well right. that's the one where you kind of go from the moment of am I actually watching something live here or am I watching a movie it's very very disorientating very yeah. cool effect but yeah. very weird yeah I think that's dangerous to be the, when that, do you remember uh, Will the football some years ago that slow-mo you know somebody taking a strike or you know, whatever it was, contact, they really slowed it down, didn't they? Yeah. That was, mm. I thought, oof, yeah. Class. Yeah, that, that was interesting. That's good. Yeah, but not, too, I think you're right, not too much in, of it. In, in the golf now, they've started blurring the background. Uh, sorry, it's like Will on Skype, actually. So they'll have the golfer and then the, black, the background oh. is all blurred oh. and just to make it look more cinematic. They're going for these shots all the times. Yeah, I'm not sure. Progress, Kenny. Yeah, really? <coughs> well, regression, regression, I'd suggest. What's Will doing? He's uh, pushing uh, his dog. That's the dog. Let's have a look at him. Let's have his, uh, Let's ah. have a look. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I knew at some point he'd look to try and get a camera. So, <laughs> is it a boy? Is it? It is. He's a uh, small French bulldog. He's ah, look at him! Look at him! Now, so. he's had a few appearances <laughs> on the crappy quiz so far. So I think this is PM debut. Uh, now you you could he Will could have picked ten dogs up and brought them, and if we had to pick one, that would have been it, wouldn't it? Why? But they do say that, don't they? Owners and their dogs. In terms of similarities, they're kind of drawn physical characteristics now. Do they? Do you want Have to... a look. Take it. There, look. You can see it. Look at it. Right there in front of you. <laughs> are you trying to, are you trying to uh, accuse this dog He's of looking beautiful like dog. Kenny? He's a beautiful dog. He's a beautiful dog. Beautiful. You and your dog are the spit of each other is what he's saying. Essentially. <laughs> There's an entire radio audience right now going, what is happening? Do you not say that? 
No, I could see it, but the, all the people listening on the radio in their cars are going, what's happening? You forget we're on FM as well here, Kenny. Now, if it was Joe, no, Will, if it was Joe now sitting at home on the, on the Zoom, I wouldn't be surprised if you picked up a little uh, French poodle. Now, <laughs> picked it up and held it next to him. <laughs> Five three one zero six. What that dog? Well manicure, is that well manicured these days on the telly? What, uh, Joe? what, what dog would Kenny Cunningham have? Five three one zero six. Please oh, answer on the postcard. You wouldn't let it go. Does Kenny it? have here a dog? You wouldn't go. let it go. You wouldn't let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to take attention off me and put it right back yeah, onto exactly. you. So that's Chelsea. No uh, Lukaku this evening. What else going on, Will? Well, the Republic of Ireland securing a third-place finish at the Pinatar Cup this afternoon. Denise O'Sullivan with the only goal of the game, lads. Coming in the 25th minute on the half volley, they beat Wales by one goal to nil. Ireland will resume their World Cup qualifying campaign away to Sweden on the 12th of April. And O'Sullivan says their week in Spain has been ideal preparation for that. Fantastic week by the girls um, and just to win this game, to end on a high, uh, absolutely excellent. Thought we were really good in the first half, gritty performance. Um, I think second half we uh, dropped the level a bit. Uh, went long a lot so we didn't really take control of the game but I'm really proud of the hard work of, of everyone in the pitch and yeah um, looking forward to, to Sweden now I think that's that's the main thing it was, a, it was a different role for you today wasn't it you were dropping a bit deeper something more similar to what you play at club level yeah I played a six at club level so um, yeah I just got the shout by Vera to, to drop in there and uh, I think it was just to take more control of the game get get on the ball um, try and get our tens in the game so tried to do that um, I think I got the, more of the ball in the first half and then I think it kind of bypassed me in the second half, but look, it's about the team and I think the girls done excellent today. Um, uh, really proud of everyone and yeah, it's a great end to the week. 17 goals, senior level, it's not bad, like, you know, it's a nice, nice strike on the ball. Yeah, it was. Um, I kind of eyed it up. I knew, I, I was looked a bit disinterested and I knew she was going to play it into that uh, defensive midfielder. So I just pounced on it and took a touch and uh, honestly just whacked it in and it went in. So I was absolutely delighted to get um, on the score sheet today and uh, good performance. You mentioned how good this week has been in terms of the development of the team but also how important it is for Sweden as well. Yeah, I think this week was fully about Sweden and um, all our focus was on it and I think it was great as well to rotate the team in the in the second game and, and just get those girls um, get more confidence for those girls going into the Sweden game as well and yeah, it's about the Sweden game now so I think we can take a lot of positives out of it um, and I think we also can work on a lot of things as well um, as a team so full focus on Sweden I think we're in a really good place yeah Denise O'Sullivan there Will I know you caught a bit of this game I mean, when she talks about looking disinterested and then pouncing on the ball and winning it there are a few better in the world game than her at doing that she's kind of N'Golo Kante like and I also when she's talking there about Vera Pau's dilemma of well can you go deep and get on the ball for me today but against Georgia she's just so outstanding they pushed her forward on and she caused havoc there and scored goals uh, the net problem here is we need about five Denise O'Sullivan's yeah, I mean, again, remarkably adaptable because today Wales had quite a bit of the ball, but Ireland had a very good shape. The game, as Denise mentioned, it kind of drifted a little bit from both teams after the 60 minute mark where both benches got emptied a little bit to try and make sure that everyone was getting as much game time as possible. But you judge Ireland more on how they played in the first half. And I thought they carried a good thread on the counter attack. Denise Sullivan was controlling things in the middle of the field. Again, you would love to have her as a number 10 that Denise Sullivan would be passing it to a similar schemer slightly further up the pitch. Yeah. But Ireland had most of the best chances during the game. I think Lucy Quinn will probably be disappointed with the header that she had laid on where she could have um, sealed a 2-0 victory. But grand scheme of things, Russia are in the final of the Pintar Cup this evening. Ireland have won their other two games over the last week. And they got to use every player once Eve Badana came on to playing goals for the last 30 minutes or so. So I think a very, very worthwhile week or so in the sun in Spain for Ireland this week. OK, so Leeds have passed on some CCTV footage to police. 
Yeah, so this is on the back of the game at Ellen Road last week, Manchester United against Leeds, and it was pretty clearly picked up on camera as well that Anthony Alanga was hit by an object while celebrating a goal in the 4-2 victory for the visitors. Leeds say that any supporter who's found guilty from the footage will be banned from their stadium for life as well. We were talking about this in the newsroom last night. Johnny Ward was in. It does feel like this is happening more this season than previous years. Obviously, the the pandemic clearly wasn't happening very much during then but in recent memory last five six years I feel like it's more liable now for stuff to rain down on players this season than previous years you noticed it yeah maybe so yeah may- maybe so I was always in a little bit of a round um, was there yeah yeah it's the coins really I don't like uh, it's dangerous blind yeah. someone very easily yeah exactly so luckily now the kind of CCTV you know, should be easy most grounds now should be easy to kind of even post match. You don't have to go third. Stewards don't have to go third into the stands. You know, mm. the game ends. Supporters go home. You look at your CCTV. You pick people out. Find out who they are. And there's a knock on the door three or four days down the road. Yeah. Police and and there you go. Take it from there. Did you ever, as a team or any team you run, were you, were you ever kind of mindful of well, let's not celebrate in front of away fans if we score a goal here? Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point. I think it's too easy to say, oh, oh, you can't make an argument that, you know, players going and celebrating that they deserve this or warrants this. Of course, you can never make an excuse for throwing coins or kind of any kind of uh, objects on the pitch. But I must admit, I don't like it when I see uh, the players uh, deliberately run towards the opposition uh, uh, supporters, you know, and make a beeline for them and kind of, you know, celebrate in front of them. Mm. You know, don't don't be surprised if you get a reaction. You know, ten thousand people behind the stadium. Don't be surprised if three or four of them people are going to react yeah. badly. Actually, for people who didn't see the game, they might be getting uh, the wrong end of the stick here. Manchester United were celebrating in front of Manchester United fans. I was talking more generally, just back <laughs> yeah, to your talking, just back to your playing and, yeah, days. Yeah, and I'm talking. Yeah, and I'm talking uh, generally as well. Yeah. So I actually do think that I like to see the celebration. Don't don't get me wrong, but do it like 15, 20 hours further in field. or do it in front of your uh, your own supporters. You know, just be just be smart. Yeah, the other one I remember this year, Man City scored at Arsenal and they got rained down with stuff, actually. Yeah, but that was Rodri, wasn't it? Rodri kind of uh, scored, ran one side of the post, then put the brakes on, yeah, and then the, and decided to run away from the Manchester City supporters, if you remember, don't know if you do, and ran over to the other, other corner where the Arsenal supporters were, and actually I, I almost almost jumped, yeah, almost jumped into the Arsenal. Mm. So this is what I'm talking about. So for me, is there any excuse for that behaviour? Absolutely not. Sure. But I think players have to take a serious look at themselves as well. No, I... I, I in certain exactly. situations. Yeah, in certain situations. Well, that's what I was asking. Were you, ever t- were you ever advised was what I was interested in? Did anyone ever come in and say, lads, no celebrating there, down the corner? It wasn't done it's like that. Sense. Well, I guess it's it is. Sense, I guess it showing is. it. And you know, the, you know the certain grounds, don't you? I mean, you know, you, you just you, you just know, like, you don't put yourself in that, in that position. Hmm. Uh, Will, thanks a million. Thanks, lads. Have a good one. Cheers. We will take a short break. The News Round on Off The Ball. With Gillette. We don't just play the game. We change it. Gillette. Made of what matters. 